0: This <laughs>
1: Casting from mondays.bwap.com it's mondays with your host carl franklin this is jeff Maceolik in the studio with carl mark miller nicholas active nick landry richard campbell and karen greenwald announcing show number nine debbie does dallas active nick does new york what the fuck does jeff do Monday's is produced by Plop Productions, providing professional audio and podcasting services online at www.plop.com. And now, the man who's still trying to figure out Nick Landry's appeal, Carl Franklin.
2: Hey baby, what's happening people? I'm Carl Franklin, you're listening to Monday's. Still getting over this lingering cold, which really sucks. Everybody else is coughing up a storm around here. Yeah, I'll be glad when we're out of cold chest cold season in Connecticut. How you doing, geeks? Still hanging on. All right, uh, Richard. Richard, of know.
1: course, is the first person to answer the call of how you doing, geeks.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Superstars. I know who I
3: am.
2: You're superstars, you're super super T V stars. Well I didn't want to step on
1: anybody's feet, you know, but yes, we are all stars and geeks. Except for Richard. Well, who apparently
4: isn't a star. according to A and E I'm not a geek, I'm a nerd. We're a, <laughs> I'm a big time nerd.
2: <laughs> and according to Rory, I'm middle aged balding white bastard. Guy. <laughs> How
1: old are you, Nick? I'm thirty two.
2: Yeah,
1: that's not uh all. if that's middle age, you gotta <laughs> you Yeah, we're all in trouble. I'm
4: sorry, but thirty two I'm not fucking middle aged at all. No Nick, way, Nick,
5: you're thirty two?
1: yeah
4: hmm.
2: That's his head size
5: <laughs> i don't th- I don't think Hat you size. look at thirty two
4: well how old do I look
5: I think you look younger than thirty two
4: well, thank you very much mm-hmm. karen
5: yeah no i would I would have guessed like you know and i I would say look and act maybe twenty five
1: <laughs> or 24.
3: Uh, the act part is the poke there I yeah exactly what
4: no,
1: admit it you're just poke. trying to
4: suck up to me now that i'm a tv star oh <laughs> yeah oh, oh yeah you're,
5: you're my new will ferrell
4: <laughs> oh yay look out <laughs> yeah but considering will ferrell looks like an idiot i'm not sure <laughs> i really love that
2: what's the matter with that i mean i think that's a perfect never mind um so yeah, never mind. no
4: i know I got, I got i guess i have to accept it now yeah
2: I think you should just uh, embrace the loser role. You know?
5: <laughs> I have to say, I watched it. And Nick, I totally think you had a shot.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think, I, that's that's a heck of an endorsement there, I think I, I, a genuine yeah, I, female. No, no, you know, here's the, the thing. The girl there
0: said the same thing, Karen. She said, you know, I think you got a shot. And then she broke out of that crazy laughter just like you did. <laughs> <laughs> right no, after she no, said here's it.
5: the thing. I was watching this. And although you seemed like a complete, you know, Pit bull loser because you kept going at it again and again, <laughs> but, but I'm not. No, not you know, no, no offense, but you did sort of seem that way. But I sort of. Here's the thing: I think that you know, first, if you didn't have like the p- whole posse thing going on, because and, yeah. and when Rory Cock blocked you, it was totally like it was it was a dare, and that's a right. turn. Wait, off. did you just
0: did she just say posse and then cock block? What did what did she <laughs> yes. say? What? Did,
3: <laughs> Wait, it's 1982. <laughs> <laughs>
0: She said, like, posse and cock in the same sentence. Like,
3: <laughs> yeah, This is that, inspiring and, and, me. And the
4: dork look, like, oh, wearing the same T-shirt, because I, I never go out wearing a T-shirt, you know? <laughs> I know, <laughs> you yeah, look like we had a was, uniform. No, that was I'm, working not, against I'm not an you. Adonis. I'm no Carl Franklin either, yeah. but I don't have the body type to go out wearing a T-shirt
5: no 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 no. that was okay the t-shirt but it was a little like it was a dare and was a turn off but here's the the thing yeah pretty much anybody i have a lot of incredibly hot friends with incredibly dorky guys and you just two things that need to happen. One, you need to make them laugh, and I think you had done that. And Oh, yeah, and you need to yeah. be... You can't be hideously mutated, mutant or something. But <laughs> No, but Nick yeah, is so okay. Those
3: antennas growing out of your head, they gotta go.
5: <laughs> no, Nick is cute enough. I mean, the bald look is an acquired taste, but lots of people acquire it. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it was okay. You make them laugh, and then to bring it home, you, when they laugh, you have to say, like, oh, you have a great laugh. And I'm telling uh, you, it's like...
0: I was. Th- I thought you were going to say you got to stick your cock in their mouth real quick while it's still open. That too.
2: You were in here last oh, week, Karen,
0: because um, I've tried that. It doesn't. I must be doing something wrong because it's not working. I just get people screaming and
2: running. You were in here last week, Karen, but uh, Mark Mark was recounting something Nick had told him in Vegas, which was how he uh, how what he usually does when he's talking to women. His secret for picking them up, which is that he imagines his cock in their mouth. And that's his secret. For that picking. was my
5: third thing. I think yeah. that that's what you have to do. You have to totally look at them like you're having sex with them right then or like. Then. Well, you
4: see, you see, I was right. You then. are totally right. guys it. were laughing. There you go. Because
5: it's incredibly appealing when people look at you like there's nothing that they want to do more than like be on. Top of you is that? You am I going bottom, too far?
2: Yeah. Well, actually,
4: the thing is, whenever the camera was actually my back and you couldn't see my eyes, I was just staring at her boobs the whole time.
2: Okay, now. Oh, that's see, too if much. If I was a woman, no, because I, like I hate that.
5: Because then you have to say like up, <laughs> up, you know. But no, you look at their face, but you you look at their face as if it's under you. <laughs> are
2: mm. you, are there you with you go. me? <laughs>
5: And I think that you may have been doing that. So, I you know, know.
2: Karen, it's really a pity that you couldn't be here last week because we really need the female perspective on the show. (laughs) Oh, yeah,
4: definitely. And I I love this because you've made my day now. Well, I love how
5: you guys are all quiet because I picture you like taking notes.
2: Well, yeah, you just sort (laughs) of rocked my world there. I had to think twice about when I was dating and what I would do.
3: Yeah, that was a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah, I've been doing it
2: all wrong, Karen. I've been like always imagining that, you know, the
0: girl was on top. But you're telling me I got to be the one on top in my imagination.
5: It actually doesn't matter, Mark. You can be anywhere you want to be. Really? But, yeah, but you just have to look at them like you want to have sex with them.
0: Okay. Uh, with my hideously deformed cock, right? It
5: shouldn't be that hard, right? If that's what okay. you're trying to do.
2: Well it should be hard, but you don't want to show <laughs> that. Uh, no, that's
0: that a might be tacky. A
5: the
4: thing is I was flirting with a girl and she was flirting back with me at the beginning. I mean she was she was into it. But then well Rory fucked it up, of yes. course. And, of course, since they were going you for the kidding? loser thing. Are you
2: kidding? L- they they Rory, used none of that. Rory made that funny. He, yeah, he did make if it funny. If it wasn't for Rory, we probably wouldn't have made the show. I mean, he made it No, funny. no, I
4: agree. I agree. For For TV's purpose, yeah, it was great. It was, it was funny. Very funny. But for, for the purpose of scoring and nailing her real good – Uh, He didn't help, and they used none of that on the show, of course, because they went for the loser angle. No, but Nick, the
5: whole I can turn you on with a gross – that was bad. (laughs) That was bad, bad.
3: That. There you go. That we needed that, Karen. Thank you very much. Oh,
4: okay. No, no. Wait, 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 wait. No, no. I'm sorry. Just a second. But there was. Wait, 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 uh, wait, wait, how? Nick. I, I want to actually defend work. you. Wait, wait, wait,
0: who, Nick. Who, Nick, Nick let me of... let me speak for you in this case. That that, in my opinion, was edited uh, in a way that made look made Nick look like a real loser because I think he set that up. Uh, uh, with uh, it, it took about like. Three minutes or two yeah. minutes for the conversation to go. So they just took and, from beginning to end to make her it look like hey, I'm bragging. Shots. Her
2: reaction exactly. shot came from Thank somewhere you very else. Much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just. I just.
2: Wanted to I see don't. That. I
4: don't come up with that stuff out of the blue. I mean, I'm not an idiot. I mean, I'm talking to people <laughs> the fact that I've got an accent, of course.
0: The thing is, is that when you say objects, the only thing I, I. The only critique I have, Nick, on that sentence is the one you choose is object and mirror or are closer than they appear or larger than they appear, whatever the heck that is. I'm like, you know, w- w- wait a second, man. She's going to now think that you're, you're going to say the same thing about your dick or something, right. you know?
5: It's too much of a <laughs> and, clear I, reference to dick. And I know there's a, there's,
0: there's a lot of debate on whether, you know, size matters or size doesn't matter. A, you know, size mostly matters. the there's guys no with debate. deep voices are saying, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no you know what are saying. I
1: have to say? I had never thought of that as being a reference to the dick, and I'm willing to bet that Nick hasn't either, or at least didn't when he, had, no, when never, he first No, never, but uh, it.
4: anyways, it's not an issue now because I can't use it anymore. I got a new one. I need, I need <laughs> yeah, a new one. Yeah, you need
2: a new one. You always <laughs> yeah, needed a new one. He's been run out of town. I just yeah, exactly. To yeah. I
4: mean, I've been routed out. I've, all my tricks have been laid out on the air. I mean, I got to figure out new ones now. Yeah, wow. you're
5: starting from zero. But
4: but I, just tell I mean, me what s- they are, Nick. But, but thank you, Karen. I I've, I have to thank you because I've been re- really down this week because I fe- I'm i feeling like Superman with kryptonite. You know, no. I, I've lost all my powers. Aww. Poor Nikki.
5: No, I, I no. look at women
4: now and I, I second-guess myself and I figure, oh, well, I can't go to her. I mean, just today oh, I was bad. coming back from Boston again on a train and I see two women. Like, they didn't know each other, but they were sitting next to each other. And both of them were really attractive and normally I would have gone for it. Well, first of all, both of them were re- wearing wedding rings. But... <laughs> Are
3: you starting to look now? That's a great idea. That is a good
5: idea, Nick. That's a good well, idea. Well, I told
3: you the woman from last week was wearing gloves.
5: No, she wasn't. She last was, week? Oh no, last oh, week oh, okay. from last
4: week's show. Yeah. The, the other woman on the train that I tried to pick up who was also married? Uh, oh, and she was also four months pregnant. But anyways, um, well, four
5: months though you can't tell.
4: Yeah, how do but you? Know? It, well, that gave her a killer rack though.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's the only thing that changes.
4: So, anyways, but um, but today on the train, I was looking at them, and I was like, oh, but I I can't. You know, well, okay, of course, they're married, but I don't know. My, my self-confidence was shot.
2: Oh, man, don't let it go to your head. No, if yeah, your self-confidence is shot,
5: forget it. No,
4: but Karen, Karen just gave it back. I got my there mojo go. again, so thanks, Karen.
5: <laughs> Excellent. I'm the mojo dispenser.
0: I was going to say, I actually like the new humble Nick.
5: I want to know what's up with Jeff, though, because I'm watching it, Jeff, and you're like, crawling into the sofa you were literally i mean jeff was not saying disappear. anything
4: what a loser
5: no he was I, not these of, guys that,
1: those guys were totally stealing the show there was nothing i could do no
5: no jeff it was even i mean you could just watch it you could see you trying to like m- become one with the sofa you were
1: so hey you know nixon to nixon to married chicks i'm into sofas you know everybody's got their own thing no
4: but jeff Jeff, all that means is whatever you said when they were taping this, even the editor thought you were boring, and you ended up on the cutting room floor, dude.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I only had one line in the entire thing, and it wasn't very funny. I don't think
2: you had a microphone on, though. No,
1: I also didn't have a microphone on me, so for them to be recording me and the stuff going on at the other table... Was a pain in the ass because they were aiming their mics in different directions. So if I said anything in response to anything that was happening over there, it didn't get recorded because they only had they didn't have a boom mic on me and they didn't have um, you know any other mics. By the way, very funny segment.
4: By the way, I couldn't believe how you guys were just laughing at me the whole time because well, first of all, they've edited me in in such a bad way with your responses because for (laughs) example, she did ask me what I was doing for a living at one point. Yeah, and I know that based on research by some friends of mine. Um, I have a better shot at women saying I'm unemployed rather than a software architect.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. Nick, here's what you should say. I just tell women I'm a rock star.
4: But the thing is, is, she did ask me. Just a second, Karen. She did ask me what I was doing for a living. And, of course, out of the blue in this show, they just used, I'm a software architect. And then they jumped to Carl who goes like, oh, dude, he's talking about software development. (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) I mean, I was set up for failure. There was no way I could come out of this on top. Right, and, but
2: and you it know, just we makes were, me happy. We were betting that you were going to fail because that would have been funny. Right. You know? It wouldn't yeah, have been yeah. funny if you had if you had scored.
5: But that's why Rory did it, right? I mean, that's why Rory interrupted
2: you. I mean, first of all, look, I'm married, right? Jeff has a girlfriend. Rory has a girlfriend.
4: Well, at least I wasn't called gay on national television. The-
2: <laughs> yeah, I love that's the something. dig. I love the dig you got into Rory about wash his hands. Go wash your hands. That was great. By the way, we got some email asking if we can uh, publish a WMV or a BitTorrent or something of the video. The answer is no. I, call, I, I sent email to a and E. I I asked permission, and they said no. And you know, they have our web address and our blog, so we really are in our microscope. We can't do it. Uh, you can do whatever you want to do out there, but we can't, and I would encourage you also to, uh, not to. But anyway, I also got an email from a guy – uh whose name is Steve Majowski. Majowski? Majowski? Sorry, Steve, but he's uh he says, Hi guys. Love it, love it, love it. I've been listening to the shows for several weeks now and just love what you've done. You guys have kept me company in my one and a half to two hour daily commute here in Denver. Sadly, Ooh, sadly, Denver. I have caught up on the archives for both Mondays and Dot and Rocks, and therefore have very little to look forward to after Tuesday. With a countless number of podcasts being added every day, it is hard to weed out the crap from the gold. Perhaps you could add a segment where you review different podcasts each week, or maybe add a section of the website allowing your loyal listeners to contribute their two cents worth. If all else fails, I would be willing to build my own to which you could direct your listeners though i doubt my home server could handle the load by the way apologize to rory for my baloney comment i google messaged him it was a weird i was in a weird place that day and don't really think of him that way <laughs> keep up the good work one day i hope to be worthy of being a guest cbm you, you know uh, i
0: can't tell you how many times i've said that to rory <laughs> Sorry, Roy. I was in a real weird place that day, man. I don't normally think of you that way.
2: You know,
1: I've got a, I've got something to say. I, I like the thought about, um, about you know reviewing the other podcasts, and I think in addition, we should suggest that Microsoft start reviewing you know versions of Linux and put them up on their <laughs> website. And uh...
2: <laughs> sorry, yeah, right. we want everybody to listen to everything but us, right? Exactly. You know what I thought was interesting about that email was that this guy here's a guy who actually listens to the other stuff likes both of our shows and thinks enough of our opinion of what's good radio or good podcasting that we would he would actually listen to our recommendations about about other people I mean there's no shortage of lists of podcasts out there, but he's right. How do you know what you're getting there there doesn't seem to be any sort of critical um, you know uh, review or obviously
1: like this that. calls this guy's judgment into question <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, what were you going to say next?
4: well just that i mean he was asking if you could review like the other crap out there but i thought we already had a review of crap and it's called Mark's miller's amazing tales of <laughs> <laughs>
2: and it's still going strong let's kick off this show content wise with uh news bites from com. it's news bites with your host carl franklin Thank you very much. This is Carl Franklin. You're listening to News Bites, a short synopsis of the week's news events for those with nanoscale attention spans. And uh, I don't have too many things to report this week, but uh, I did get to take a look at President Bush's interview on C-SPAN, uh, where he was interviewed for about an hour and a half. And, uh, you know, one on one sort of situation off the cuff, no script, you know, no speech. And um, some really interesting things came out in that. Um, In particular, I think, you know, he's trying to be a better Christian. Uh, As you can tell, he said he reads the Bible every night in an attempt to atone for his past life. He's revealing many details of his sordid life before he found Jesus. And in this C-SPAN interview, for example, he told a story of how when he was a young man, Uncle Ron, Ronald Reagan, who he looked up to, uh, took him regularly to the Mustang Ranch in Nevada for whoopee sessions. Yeah, in one time in particular, he admitted all this, you know, it's sort of his coming out and atoning for his sins of the past. And in one time in particular, they engaged in group sex, and Reagan begged the president to have anal sex with him during the course <laughs> of the evening, and Bush, during this interview, recalled the scene with fondness. Oh, my God. As a teenager,
4: get, there's a certain tension that kind of just creeps into your body, it's hard to get rid of. And uh I got rid of it at the ranch. I was able to plant my muscle, my firm stalwart in Ronald Reagan. Uh, and I was able to take in all the sights and sounds at the same time. It was a great moment. Um, when I came out of there, this time around, I felt great. I felt like a new man.
2: So, you know, he's sort of admitting, you know, <laughs> As most Christians tend to do when they become born again, you know, they sort of uh they talk about their sorted past and
3: Carl the black helicopters yeah. are coming for you. Oh
6: right. yeah.
2: Yeah, you're do, man.
0: Carl, Sorry? are you sure that wasn't taken out of context? No, I no, <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit
1: maybe. <laughs> Honest to god.
2: Also, President Bush did his uh State of the Union address for 2005 the other night. And um you know, this, uh, he's a very deeply spiritual man, and, and his uh, conviction to his religion has, um, as I say, you know, sort of caused him to look around at himself and find the evil people that are surrounding him. And uh, in particular, he turned on Dick Cheney last night.
5: Vice President Cheney is an
0: asshole, and he must be
5: assassinated
0: tonight. <laughs> Finally, he's come to his senses. This is met with a standing ovation. Oh, that is excellent. You know, I think I missed that. I missed that in the State of the Union address.
3: That must have been a bathroom break.
5: Yeah.
0: So you clap too. Is, there, is there more, man?
2: Anyway, that's what happened in uh the news this week. Woo-hoo! Stunning. So I didn't have much to report, but when I do report, it's going to be pretty good. And there we go. Oh man. So I won't even ask for commentary on that cuz it's just too
5: <laughs> cuz we too, don't want the black
2: helicopter just to come too track. insane. Yeah, so um, So anyway, we're going to introduce a a new segment, which is kind of an old segment turned on its head, and and this uh, is called The Movies Go to Karen. Karen Greenwald, yes. is going to uh, review start reviewing movies. So uh, you know we've we've had a sort of a. I don't know a tepid reaction. I would say to most of your other reviews that they were great, but you know we just wanted to kick it up a notch, and uh, we had a a meeting and decided that you were going to um, start reviewing a
5: specific genre.
2: Yeah, just we decided to limit it
5: um, a little bit to one genre so we can really what is it mysteries deeply into this genre. Yeah, no, deeply family
0: movies very deeply.
5: It's family movies of a sort, actually. um, No, it's pornography, except for that. It's not a great word, (laughs) pornography. It's become too dirty, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a dirty word. So, um, And it lost its appeal when, like, ugly 14-year-olds started wearing it across their ass and saying porn stars. So we're not going to call it pornography. Or the other choice would be adult film, which is also – it kind of takes the fun out of porn.
4: Yeah, really.
0: You
5: know, and it makes it – Fuck flicks? Well, adult film is too exclusive. Butt flicks? No, no. No, he
0: said fuck flicks. I was thinking dick juice extraction device. (laughs) <laughs> was is that a good name okay. or no?
2: What um, do you think? It's not huh?
5: only because it 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 implies that it's simply for the sole purposes of extracting juice from a dick.
2: Uh-huh. Aha! Uh, right. might- okay, uh, I got to ask a
4: question here. Wait a second, I got to ask a question. Did, did Will Ferrell start doing porn? <laughs>
5: I don't know, but if you find out, I'm all over that <laughs> scene, buddy. Actually,
4: we should investigate on this. You know how there's a lot of actors when you move to Hollywood and they want to get started? They do porn, and then after that, they try to bury this very deep in their, their career so that no, nobody Buried, finds out?
5: Yeah. I'm
4: sure we can find some Will Ferrell porn somewhere. Well, actually,
5: today when I was reviewing this movie, I thought I saw Patrick Duffy. but that's, Really? Yeah. It's completely Well, because- what movie
2: did you uh, decide to watch and review?
5: Well— uh, but, but let me tell you what we're going to oh, call them okay. because we're going to call them what they really are about, right? Okay. What are these films about? They're about people making connections. So we're yeah. going to call them connection films. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I like so that.
2: This is <laughs> sure.
5: We're going to take it to the basics, right? So and we're going to go Disney classic. version. The di- <laughs> All right, Nick, you got
2: to shut up. Okay.
5: No, no, you don't. No, no I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> But classic classic connection films, you think romance, you think Casablanca, you think, you know, Western, you think Magnificent Seven, you think connection film, you think Debbie does Dallas. Yeah. So that's what we're reviewing. We're taking what, it back,
4: nice. back
5: to the basics before gag balls and midgets and milfs and hot grannies, back to, you know, basic points. Wait, wait, wait. I think
0: I've, I'm missing something here. What did you say? Gag, granny, milk? What did you say? <laughs>
5: I didn't. Milk, granny? <laughs>
0: Like, how did you know my grandmother did porn? That's what I want to know. <laughs>
5: uh, <laughs> and with milk? I don't understand. Uh, um, no. Whatever. Debbie, Debbie? Oh, okay. Debbie Does Dallas is a beautiful coming-of-age film hmm. about a group of friends who come together to conquer adversity. Um, the women become entrepreneurs. And I would say this is probably the first feminist movie really? of its kind. Yeah. It's um, <laughs> a true examples of the sisters doing it for themselves. Yeah. And, it's a it's a really powerful film. In fact, Debbie takes its cues from the Greek comedy *Lysistrata*. But don't be fooled because it's, it's a very deep film, and it features. Well, so
0: now much- I gotta I'm watch sure this sure thing again. Yeah. No, I'm sure it's deep. Yeah. No, you know, it's very deep. Lysistrata. I think I missed all that the first time. Yeah.
5: No, clearly there's deep, deep connections, and it, mm-hmm. it features some of the best locker room dialogue ever captured on film. Mm. Um, The part of Debbie is impeccably acted by uh, a Miss Bambi Woods, who gives the performance of a lifetime. (laughs) I have never seen a character nailed like that before.
4: (laughs) Okay, I, I have to watch this now.
5: However... We're not going to overlook the supporting pl- parts played by Sherry Tart and Misty Winter. <laughs> and I also need to mention a breakthrough performance by Steve Marshall as Boy in Shower. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was Steve's breakthrough performance. I do remember that. Do you
5: remember that? It was it was. Yeah, I, I, I,
0: I would agree with you on that one. Okay. Yeah,
5: and, and this is just a very touching film. And um, I'm not going to give away the ending, but <laughs> let's just say you'll need some tissues. Uh. It's every dub's You might need a whole box of tissues. I oh, recommend man. it,
0: and that's it, <laughs> and that's it. All right, Karen, you rock.
3: Oh, that's awesome. the best review.
0: Very, very cool. So, so Karen, Carl, I was just, you know, I, we were talking about this before we started recording the show, but I was, I was just thinking that, uh, uh, you know, with this r- new review that Karen's doing, I think she's going to become a, the new sex symbol of the internet. Oh,
2: I think so. And, oh, yeah. And uh, I was just
0: thinking, Karen, you should start thinking about getting some nude photos online. And so, I told you
5: already <laughs> that there already are nude photos of me online. You just have they're to find online?
2: them. Are they really?
5: They're somewhere. Wow. Buried deep in the... <laughs>
2: So, Karen, what's your porn They're star totally
5: name? They're totally pre... What?
4: What's your porn star name?
5: Uh, if I told you that, it wouldn't be very challenging. That's right.
4: No, what? Give what? us a hint.
5: Actually, I have to tell you this. This is a funny story. I was over at a neighbor's house for um, dinner. And the and he... You know, we're like at a dinner party. And he kind of comes up beside me, the the man of this house that we were at. And he's like, um, Do you ever do porn? <clears throat> like, he's trying to like <laughs> say it under his breath. And I'm like, why? And he goes... I swear I saw you last night. Ah. (laughs) Was
4: this Mark Miller? No, it was not.
5: It was not. But it was hysterically funny because then he's like, he's like, seriously, come here. So he he opens his laptop and he shows me this, you know, maybe it was like, me, oh, no it wasn't me but it looked like maybe me at 20 but blonde I'm uh, like, you know, wow. me only 20 and blonde All and right, a midget buddy. with one leg Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, alright, yeah, whatever but but he's like, no seriously, she sounds just like and he was totally convincing me that this was me <laughs> and I'm like, look, if you think it's me, stop watching the film <laughs> because it's just wrong that's,
0: <laughs> so. a, that's a great trick to get girls to watch porn at parties, man
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't I gotta think try it works
5: that. with every girl
0: Nick's
3: taking notes.
5: No, Nick, Nick, use that carefully. It's not going to work with every
2: girl.
4: Oh, really? I could have tried that with the girls at Caesars. You know, asking her, like, if you ever done porn? Or you should. You should, girl.
2: Ooh. Speaking of parties, I got this box in the mail. Um, it was a late Christmas present from my friend Richard Campbell. And uh, the listeners probably <laughs> don't know this, but I sent uh, every one of the staff a MP3 player for Christmas. Very nice. Karen's shaking her head like she never got it.
5: I didn't get it.
2: It's a a Dell MP3 player. Merry Christmas. Pocket DJ. Uh, We'll have to find out what.
5: I think I did get it, but I didn't open it. It was.
2: (laughs) uh Very nice. No, 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 (laughs) no.
4: Excellent. Very nice. No, I didn't think it was mine. I got a Dell uh, box
5: and I assumed it wasn't for me because I didn't know anything was coming. Oh, okay. Oh, so I'll have to open that. It's an MP3 player. Yeah,
2: it's an MP3 player. So you you, can download the show and listen to it.
5: Oh, okay. I'll figure yeah. that out. Wait. Yeah. Why does that? So this
2: is. Um. So what? What Richard? You know, was feeling generous, and uh, Richard. I don't even know how much this costs, but you are the man. I. I got this box. It's a box, right? I open it up, and there's a bottle of 1980 Islay single malt Scotch whiskey. It's the Bowmore. Mm. And not only that, but it comes in it with a copper decanter. That's just like. Unbelievable. A marital aid. Brat. Yeah, it looks, it like, looks a like a marital aid. aid. It really <laughs> does. It's a little thick at the end, but that might be And good, it's got actually. a
5: little hook in case, you know.
2: So yeah, it's a G-Spot. Yeah, a
5: little tickler.
4: Where the fuck is my Christmas gift?
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I want to read see Any MP3 player from you. I want to read what it says in the box because this is pretty awesome, Richard. It says, The whiskey contained in this specially commissioned presentation is a very rare bottle from a limited edition bottling of 1980 Beaumont single malt whiskey. In the summer of 1980, Beaumont distillery was honored by the visit of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, uh, said Cracker. Unfortunately, the planned date for this visit coincided with the silent season, a period when distilleries are closed for essential maintenance. In over 200 years, this was to be by far the most prestigious visit ever to Beaumont Distillery. For such an auspicious occasion and to fully appreciate the traditional methods of producing Islay's oldest malt whiskey, it was obvious that only the full distillation process would suffice. This exceptional malt whiskey is the result. Produced from one of only 12 casks filled during this historic and truly memorable visit of 19th August, 1980. Dude, I'm going to open this and have a drink in your honor. Thank awesome. you very much.
3: This I, I happen to uh, have a bottle, and that's why I sent it to you, Is because it was my favorite bottle of, of, of scotch. And so I thought you ought to have one, too. So i got mine here.
2: Cool. Hang on one second while I get a glass.
3: Okay, should... I'm going to get some scotch myself. It
4: may not be your, your fancy 1980s scotch, but I got some good Glenlivet, so I'll be right back as well.
5: Sure. I'm in.
2: <laughs> there you go.
5: I like it. scotch. My dad never trusted anyone who didn't drink scotch. Oh,
2: really? <laughs> hmm hey, If they, they didn't, didn't drink scotch, you didn't? Nope. Nope. Really? If, wow.
5: if you were a court and Karen, you had to drink some scotch. That nope was the kidding. deal.
2: Wow. Yep. Ready?
3: Yep. Ah, Nice. All right. This
2: one's for Karen. What time is it? Scotch time.
5: <laughs> scotch time. <laughs>
1: Thank it's you. It's 9.53. Oh, excellent.
0: You should play some of that uh, music that you play for Karen's review right now.
3: Yeah, well, by the way, re- hey, regarding baby. that music, 1972 called. They want their theme song. Back. <laughs>
0: well, you tell 1972 they can't have it back. Carl, remember remember that uh, little thing. Look at Karen in her eyes the way you're supposed to look at her, remember?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Get that music playing. All right, here we go. Here we go. To Mondays. Woo! Richard. Cheers. Thank
5: Cheers. you, Richard. Cheers. Astrovia. Nice.
2: Oh, that's nice. Oh, wow. It's good.
5: It's really good.
2: Oh, it's really, really good. I think it has medicinal. Well, mine's not
4: bad either.
0: <sighs>
2: smoky,
5: not it's too beauty. much it's though. It's smooth and it's. Gotten- oh, I
4: love smoky scotch. Okay, it's- you got to save me a glass there.
5: It's nice. You
2: bet, Nick. Next time either of you,
4: review, either Carl or Richard. I I need to taste this. It's
3: nice. It's, it's good scotch, man. It's about as good as you're gonna get.
2: That's that's really nice. I don't even want to know what you paid for you it, man. It- And now it's time for Amazing Tales of
0: Pooh. (laughs) Also known as number two. (laughs) Fascinating.
2: As I said last week, that's the audio equivalent of the Hershey Squirts right there. Awesome. (laughs) It's
0: great stuff. Okay. Well, kids, uh, you know, I've been promising this for about two weeks now, and I finally have it. Plus, I have proof. Really? This is We're getting it the, now? The most amazing tale of poo uh, that I will ever tell on this show, I think. Okay. Uh, and I have, I have the proof, and if you go in to go to uh, uh, mondays.pwop.com,
2: slash poo. P O O. Amazing Tales and, of Pooh episode five so this is that
0: is correct this is This is actually an excerpt from my upcoming uh, t- coffee table book entitled Amazing Tales of Pooh <laughs> and, uh, okay. and this is documenting a trip that was taken I think in one thousand nine hundred and ninety seven uh, down in the uh, southern part of England, uh, and uh, with us we have one of the first digital cameras ever invented uh, mm-hmm. it 's got definitely definitely low image quality, so I apologize for that. Um, I'm with my buddy Chad Hower and uh, we uh, are driving down, and uh, this first picture up here is our first clue that the day's going to be uh, something special. Uh, it's a sign that says tank crossing right in the middle of the road as we're <laughs> driving along. And within a few minutes of that, <laughs> holy crap, there's a tank crossing the freeway or driving the crossing the road. The we couldn't goes. believe it. And then a little later, the tank stops, and, you know, the guy is a Nazi. and comes out, and, well, no, I'm kidding. There's no Nazis in this story. That was just a, just a joke. But, but what really happens is uh, is I say, hey, do you guys mind if we drive the tank? And they're like, sure, man. <laughs> so we're inside. This is a picture of us right here inside the tank. Oh, my God. Do you believe this?
4: <is laughs> Mark Miller in a tank. I mean, this is just wrong. No, that can't be good. No way. That can't be good.
3: That's bad.
0: Not only did these guys give us the tank like really fast, they couldn't wait to get out of it. They gave us their hats too. Can you believe that? I guess they make I mean, like, like something for, uh, Mark, other than Mark, hats. Who were the they? Like
4: what what army?
0: Oh, this is British military, man. Wow. Damn, British British military. So, so so anyway, you know, I led, uh, you know, I led the authorities on a cross cross country uh, you know, chase uh, that actually made it onto <laughs> CNN. Uh, then Chad and I discovered that there's that, that England is surrounded by water. Who knew? (laughs) Oh no. Like no escape, man. So, so we gave ourselves up, but you know, these British are so polite. They're like, oh, that's all right. And you know, and they let us go. So later, later in the day, now here's where we get to the story of the poo, man. Later in the day, we see this mound of stuff on the side of the road. And we're oh, like, God. what the fuck is this mound? And we go out, we look at it, and this is a giant pile of horse shit. And, it's, and, and it's, it's, it's an absolute mystery. There's no sign that says you are looking at a giant pile of horse shit, and here's why it's here. It's out in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing around except for the road. And the other mysterious piece about this poo is it's all fresh. <laughs> fresh, poop. fresh horse poop. So let it to be like what 3000 horses that just, you know, recently had their poo removed and then dumped in this location. You know, we're like speculating. What is this some kind of military, you know, experiment? Is it, you know, aliens? Were they probing horses on that day instead of cows? You know, what is going on? The thing is, you see here in my notes here, it's over three meters tall. See, I'm like about six feet tall. I'm about pretty tall. So you can see, it's about three meters tall. It's about, it's about nine meters in diameter. Oh, my God. You know, God. we're talking a huge amount of road apples. <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh,
0: damn. Also, I wanted, I wanted to point out, notice Chad's next to me. I'm the only guy that is brave enough to actually put the foot on the poo. I want to
2: know what compelled you to pose next to the
0: pile of poo. Because, Carl, it's not every day that you see a giant fucking pile of poo on the side of the road. <laughs> You've got to oh, get a picture.
3: Man. So you had to capture an out-of-focus photo of it.
0: Well, you know, that's this actually was focus for the camera, unfortunately. So then here down at the very end, we have a shot of Chad and I as we left the area. So the only other thing I was thinking of is, you know um, you know, poos, I guess, can be explosive, right? Oh, and man. so... You know, it's uh, maybe the military was using it as some kind of explosive test kind of deal. No.
3: That was an unexploded horse poo bomb. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. One of the big bunker Something buster like, style. There's a bunker right. under that. Oh, Well, this was, Mark, I think this
0: was before. I'm sorry, go ahead.
4: No, I, I got to give it to you, man. You are the king of poo. It, <laughs> I am of poo. Mark, it is, I is I amazing. am the king of poo. It is amazing. You okay. asked me to come up with a poo story for my whole life. I may have, like, one lame, standard, cliche, like, X-Lax summer camp story, but you, my friend, Dude, have, I have like, that story, story too. after story every week. You, Dude. I, I bow to your punis.
2: Nick, I want to hear your k- summer camp X-Lax story, because I have one just like that. What is it?
4: Well, that's what I said. It was cliche.
2: Yes, but did you actually well, put thing- X-Lax in the hot chocolate at summer camp? Is that what you're talking about?
4: Well, exactly. You're at summer camp and then you convince some kid, you know, that it's chocolate and you give him some X-Lax. And um, the thing is we combine it with another trick where you put, you know, um, uh, what do you call it? You know, um, the fuck. Arsenic? Plastic foil, you know, not foil, (laughs) but the plastic uh, wrapper. You know, we put a plastic wrapper on the toilet.
5: Ew. And we made
4: sure that all the toilets nearby, you know, add this plastic wrapper on top. And uh, so when you combine the two tricks together, it actually makes for a great
2: result. Wow. Well, because Mark, not is only that,
4: is it like a very um, liquid, you know, poo story, but also all over the place.
2: That's horrible. That is yeah.
4: But as I said, I mean, it's boring. I mean, it's just, it's a classic summer camp cliche. But Miller, I mean, damn, I mean, poo after poo, week after week, <laughs> he's amazing.
5: I've never seen anything it, like it. Mark, did this start your obsession with poo, this um, European adventure or. Well, uh,
0: first poop? of all, I, I, I mean, quite frankly, I, f- I find it remarkable that you say I have an obsession with poo. I mean, I'm just a normal guy. It's, <laughs> it's, it, you I'm know, pretty sure I that's mean, not y- the
5: truth. Th- th- but these okay. <laughs> poo
0: stories just fall into my life. I think I've been blessed with this, and I'm just reflecting the light.
4: So you're just a normal guy who takes a picture of his toilet after he takes a crap, right?
0: <laughs> Dude, if, it's not, if the poo's not there after you do one, man, something's going on. That's big news. You've got to document it, man. <laughs> Otherwise, everybody's going to talk about you know absence of proof is not proof of absence. Oh, wait
5: a minute! I missed this. What happened, Mark?
0: That you- was last week's show.
5: Oh, and you, you took have
4: a- to listen to the show, Karen. Oh, Use your <laughs> pocket DJ. Use your MP3 I'll player. Come home and open the have the to open the box I didn't show. even know to open.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. I will. If if you go to uh, Mondays dot dot com slash nothing dot gif, <laughs> right, you okay. will see. And basically, the snaps, and you'll just have to listen to last week's show to All figure right, this I'll whole get thing it. out.
5: I'm sorry to hear that, though. You couldn't find your poop. That's like missing,
0: it, missing. Poop. I sw- yeah. yeah, it was like I don't know if it swam away, if there's aliens in my toilet.
2: But anyway, we have a new bit this week. But before I introduce that in uh, Active Nick on the Streets of New York, I want to talk to Richard, um, just sort of as a follow up to the contest we were talking about, uh, to the um, auction we were talking about last week. Yeah, last Whatever week, the, uh, the
3: Aceh Aid auction where there was uh, 30 .NET celebrities, is what they called us, uh, were auctioning off an hour of their time and all the proceeds were being donated to Ache Aid and that, that's an NGO, it's actually a group called IDEP, which is an NGO based in uh, Indonesia that's helping out uh, with tsunami relief. And the auction ended uh, February 2nd and uh, went extremely well. How much did they raise? Well, that's the interesting part. The bidding got up to $150 per hour. So wow. in theory, we raised $4,500, but a lot of people overpaid. I mean, really overpaid. Wow. Okay. One Very guy nice. paid $500 per hour, bought five hours. Wow. Wow. We have two people who paid $3,000 for kidding. their hours. Great. Wow. Wow. So we haven't collected all the money yet, but it's going to be a lot more than what the auction actually was. It's astounding.
2: That's uh, Julie Lerman,
3: who really is the brainchild behind this whole thing. She's been working with Etch-Aid since this, the day of the tsunami. You know, she's been very focused on it. Yeah. She's absolutely beside herself. She can't believe what's happening. The generosity people is astonishing. But next week, we're going to be... Um, actually drafting out who's who gets what hours so we're going to uh sign all those things out so i'll be spending an hour with somebody talking about something i don't know what that's great Uh, man. but we don't still have a total maybe next week we'll actually find out how much money we've raised but it's more than we think
2: that's fantastic it's amazing well uh this uh next bit is called uh, active nick does new york and uh, we gave nick a portable recorder sent him out on the streets of new york and uh, sort of taking the pulse of the community down there and see what they're all thinking about, and uh, and this is what happened: Jesse the Body, Ventura, Kojak, and that bald guy on Survivor all weep like little girls when Active Nick does New York. <laughs> <Fuel>. <laughs>
4: Good morning, Mondays fan. This is Nick, active Nick Landry, reporting live from Union Square in Manhattan. And uh, today we'll be talking about politics. So let's see if we can find some interesting people who'd be willing to answer a few questions for us. I love the music. Okay, so you mind if I ask you a few questions? Sure. We what radio a station That's uh, Monday's Internet Radio Show. Okay. We're, uh, we're podcasting from the Internet. So, no regulations, no uh, censorship at all.
6: I'm um, Ted. I'm originally from upstate New York. I just moved down to Brooklyn about okay. a month ago to go to Brooklyn College. Oh, cool. Yeah.
4: Excellent. So, you must have a lot of opinions then.
6: Yeah. I, yeah? I, I feel like I have a lot of... I mean, I'm going to be a political science major. I read a lot. Oh, of, really? I read political science book. I just finished the Chomsky book. I'd say I have, like, a good amount of knowledge, but I haven't... I don't have... My convictions aren't that strong, because most of the time when I've had a con- really strong conviction, I've later realized it wasn't really fully right, so... Oh, were you drunk or something? No. <laughs> no?
4: Alright, well, Mr. Prehugger, uh, now that George W. Bush has officially been sworn in as president, uh, what do you think of his plans and his abilities to lead America over the next four years? Domestically, I think he's... Doing uh,
6: probably just what any the other people who were elected, the Democrats, would do. Um, but internationally, I think basically it's just going to increase hate towards Americans all around the world, especially in Arab countries. It's pretty sky-high right now. And just, I don't know, the general... Yeah, I mean, it's going to get higher just because of how hypocritical the position is and how terrorism is defined only by... Uh, what side you're on, pretty much. If you're an American, terrorism is Al-Qaeda. If if you're not American, then terrorism is the United States Army and all sorts of covert groups that the United States supports.
4: Well, piece of advice, if you ever travel abroad, just tell people you're a Canadian and you live in Toronto. You'll be good. Otherwise, they will burn you alive. I've thought about that, actually. Yeah? All right. heard that there's an upcoming election in a few days in Iraq, right? Yeah. So who's your favorite candidate?
6: I don't know any of the candidates besides uh, the... I, I know a little bit about the candidates generally that there's, you know, the major Shia party, which is most likely going to get most of the backing. It's the dominant party Yeah, the, United and and Iraqi the Sunnis Alliance, aren't yeah. going to participate. Yeah, basically what I hear on the BBC before I go to sleep. Uh, but
4: Well, at least BBC is a little better than... Uh, and the news you get here, because a bit more impartial. Actually, I, I love Ayad Alawi over there, because, well, frankly, he's probably got the easiest name to remember. Yeah, he's the one backed by the Americans, right? Uh, yeah, well, he's the interim uh, prime yeah. minister right now, and they, he was suspected to have uh, links to the CIA. But frankly, I just think that the easy name makes it easy for the news, the news anchors here. Because otherwise, it's just too complicated. I
6: guess It uh, doesn't seem that simple.
4: You know, like you look at a guy like, for example, like, like Sharif Ali bin Hussein. Well, first of all, wrong name.
6: Yeah.
4: And uh, he's a Sunni. But he says that he's from the uh, the descendant of the Prophet Muhammad, and also the cousin of the last King Faisal too. Frankly, I-, I think he forged his resume. I mean, it's like too much. It's like when you get this candidate, you know, that shows up and he's got all these great credentials and it's all fake. I, I think we should check his references. What do you think?
6: <laughs> the situation over there is just I, I wouldn't say I have the knowledge to deal with something like that.
4: Well actually I thought we should get all the candidates together in the desert and just have CBS shoot the next survivor over there <laughs> and we just vote them off one by one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. All right, now that Iraq is uh, under underway, but doing okay, I guess. Well, minus the fourteen hundred people who died. Um, which country should we invade next? Um, which country
6: should we invade? I think we should invade Canada. Really? Canada is uh, <laughs> starting to uh, making oil deals with China to get a, a, a little grip on the oil supply, and since that's so important, you know, and China's. You know, not really our best friend. I think we should invade Canada to secure our oil
4: prospects there. Yeah. Well, I told you I'm Canadian, right? Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you, you should know we have a secret army of two uh, hundred thousand beavers, and uh, that's gonna make the U.S. look like Planet of the Apes is like a fucking club, man. <laughs> so you gotta be careful about those crazy Canadians, dude. So other than Canada, any other suggestions?
6: Uh, besides we're waiting
4: for you man we're actually what's going on right now with the whole cold in new in, you know new england it's actually a, a canadian ploy ah. because we're, so we're sending all, the all reason
6: to invade Canada. yeah we're
4: sending we're all the cold being, down we're being attacked and then because americans can't deal with snow they're closing all the schools so everybody's gonna go dumb mm. well dumber than they yeah, are now yeah. and uh 15 20 years from now we're moving in
6: <laughs> China is really, but I've had my sights on for a while, so. I mean, not, not China, I mean, Canada. Canada, oh, so ah, okay. I
4: can't. I was gonna say China, you know, there's a lot of people over there. Yeah. Where would you put that? Don't you think Chinatown's already crowded enough? Yeah. But, you, you know, it's Canada for you. Yeah. Yeah, personally, I thought we should go for Sweden. I hear they have a lot of awesome babes over there. I mean, I don't want oil, I just want babes. Yeah. That's a good deal?
6: You'd have to kill them all in the process. No, you just kill the dudes. I guess that works.
4: Okay, one well, uh, last question. Which political figure from today's uh, news uh, would you like to have sex with? Ah!
6: Political figure? <laughs> um, could have sex with <laughs> any of them. Um, you know, I think George Bush. <laughs> George Bush? Yeah, yeah just like the, be a little rough with him, you know? Oh, yeah, like fuck him up the ass real good. Give him advice. Right? Oh, God. <laughs> okay. just nice. Be a little harsh with him, it's teach a him fame. a lesson. Yeah. Maybe subliminal messages, you know, something that would stay in his mind for a while.
4: Oh, I can remember. okay. You can always do the twins afterwards. <laughs>
5: I think we should subtitle this show the anal rape show. <laughs> <laughs>
2: really? All right, Karen. I all right, know I'm go. off.
5: Bye,
3: kids.
4: We'll see you. All right, see you, Karen. Thanks for staying with
3: us, Karen.
2: So, Nick, um, there's a lot of stuff that we left out of your uh, your day on the street, um, and one of them was, uh, which was just amazing to me, is that is what happened when you walked up to these people and asked them a few questions, and all of a sudden a fight breaks out, and I'm thinking. Man, is this you know the legacy that you want to leave New York? You know, you walk around, you ask somebody a question, and all of a sudden they're like fighting and you're Hey, you're I, I a... didn't
4: start the fight, man. I was just talking <laughs> to people, and then some guys showed up, and then they started a huge fight, and I was just there to witness the whole thing.
2: Nick, that was pretty awesome. Uh what do you got planned for next week?
4: Uh well, there's a big event this weekend, right? Yeah. Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. So I thought I would just hit sports bars and go ask the fans about the Super Bowl. Um, I guess there's a minor detail, is I don't know squat about football.
2: Actually, that works in your favor.
4: Yeah, I guess. I figure. So I'll just go ask these guys about football and uh, see what they've got uh, to say.
2: Great. Well, I can't wait to hear it next week, man. Thanks. Should be fun. Nick, I think that I think that you know you
1: you shouldn't have let him into the to the secret about the beaver army. You know, I mean, this show has a lot of listeners, and that kind of thing. You know, that's supposed to stay underground. And you know, I know you're trying to stay in the spirit of seriousness, and you know, trying to, you, know, you know give him some you know background information on on Canada. But Jesus Christ, man, don't talk about the beavers.
0: <laughs> that was, I think, he was joking on that, Jeff. What? Oh. I don't think I don't think there's really a secret beaver army.
3: Bite your tongue, man. Beaver Army, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Watch. There is no Beaver Army. Beavers.
1: What Mark said is correct. There is no Secret Beaver Army.
0: I'm, you know, I'm speaking of which, I am filming, you know, my, uh, my, my third porn movie next week called Mark Does the Beaver Army. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You'll have to get a review done.
0: Hey, you know what? Speaking of porn, I know this is not on the schedule. Carl, you mind if I hijack your show for a second? Go for it, man. I was, I was doing some searches on the, um, uh to prepare i think for this show and i came across oh god what was it oh it's wildwomenvacations.com <laughs> i saw this thing and i was like oh my god wow and this is a for real deal where uh uh if if you're a, a chick and you want to have sex with other chicks you can book a vacation and if you're a couple you can go too but the guys can't really touch you know for the first twenty four hours or something like that. And I'm thinking I can wait twenty four hours. <laughs> so so I'm I'm trying to figure out how I can get you you want definitely want to click through the links on here, but I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how can I get my wife here under the guise of, you know, you know, something else, like a club met or something, and then, you know, just look like innocent when all the girls start taking off their clothes.
2: Wow. <gasps> oh man. Do the girls get so to go anyway, free if they agree to, to have out. sex? Is this know, like a man. way to get money out of guys who need to pay for vacations where they have sex with women who come? I up
0: don't. There? I have no idea, man. All I know is I was stunned when I was looking. No, it actually genuinely, genuinely seems to be catering towards women who want other women. It's not written. It's not really written towards guys, in my huh. opinion, at all. Wow. That's why I was stunned by it. So, anyway, it's. Uh, uh, it's. Uh, I was looking at this and I was like, oh my god, I couldn't believe I stumbled onto that.
2: Are you into audio? I mean, PC-based digital recording and editing. Would you like to join the staff of Pwop Productions? Well, we're now taking resumes for field engineers to help us produce podcasts. Join the podcasting wave and let your talents shine at the same time. Send your resume to Pwop at franklins.net. And please include your contact information as well as links to your portfolio. You know, guys, one of the one of the coolest things that uh, people have been responding to when I talk about qua Productions and what we do is the fact that we make our own royalty-free music, because that's really a big expense of people who want to, and it's a big problem. You know, Adam Curry talks about, uh, you know, podcast-safe music, and uh, the fact that, you know, he has to go out and find bands and musicians who are willing to just give their music away without any royalties, and, uh, you know, it's sort of a big problem, so... So one of the things that we do at WAP is, if we're producing podcasts for people, you know, we'll create some custom music that they can just take and put in there, like the theme songs that we have for all of our silly bits here. But it it made me think again about, uh, you know, just royalties and and uh, theft of intellectual property and all that kind of stuff, and you know how much how, how people who use BitTorrent, for example, uh, typically use it to transfer, you know pirated versions of movies and big files and things like that and uh we're actually one of the few examples of legitimate companies who have content to move for you know that's free we, and uh you know where something like BitTorrent makes a heck of a lot of sense so
3: Do you I, know bit being used a lot under the hood as well microsoft's now using BitTorrent as part of windows update
2: yeah that's awesome yeah. are you serious
3: being used i heard uh, that bits? yeah i had is heard that, the that. Same that's thing great as bits
1: I thought Bits was a completely different system.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, Bits, I don't know. I'm just asking.
1: Bits is a different
2: system.
4: Oh, by the way, Carl, regarding your recruiting thing for Pwop, you have to make sure that you're only getting sound guys who've ever dated lesbians before.
2: Ah. Ah, yeah. Yeah.
4: Otherwise, you know, they can't do audio.
3: But you know, Carl, the MPAA has been up to their usual routine. I, you're going to love this one. This is This is new. They've got a program out there that they're now offering on their Respect Copyright website called, get this, Parent File Scan. Wow. So the idea is is a piece of software that your guilty parent downloads off the RespectsCopyrights.org site that then will scan their child's machine looking for any of these BitTorrent clients, Kazaa software, you know, all this type of stuff that's used for peer-to-peer scanning, as well as mp3 files avi files video files you name it locates them all and then offers to delete them for you wow and they say point blank they make no determination they do not distinguish between legal and illegally obtained content it's up to the user to make this determination and my immediate thought is the mpaa driving parents and children farther apart yeah really <laughs> What kind of thinking is this? If
1: anybody crazy, deleted yeah. MP, all the MP3 files off of my computer, I would probably, I'd probably actually break one of their arms because there are some MP3 files on my computer that are recordings of songs that I have written that aren't anywhere else. And I'm exactly. sure that there are some kids out there who have written music in, you know, Reason or whatever and saved on their computer as MP3 files. and Or what
2: about bought through iTunes? Exactly. Or bought or through co- iTunes. Napster. Both my wife and I You know,
1: music they ripped from their own CDs, which is a legitimate use, I might add, of your own CDs, is the ability to play the music on your computer.
4: Or taping themselves having sex.
1: Taping themselves having sex, especially if they're underage. Or with themselves.
4: I mean, you know, know, that girlfriend that you let go the month before, I mean, all all these precious videos, you know, you can't do them over
3: now. I actually have a bunch of recordings of my grandmother talking about her life. You know, they're Uh, irreplaceable, and they're stored as MP3. Wow. Okay. When you started talking about your grandmother, I got scared there for a second. Go
1: there,
0: man. man. You you guys need to uh, back up your uh, MP3s. It sounds like the legitimate ones, at least.
3: Yeah, and keep away from parent file scan.
4: Yeah. Well, my parents live like 700 miles
3: away, so and they're not like really proficient with computers. So I I think I'm safe. Well, that's how this. You know, this is what the software is targeted for: the barely technical, knowledgeable parent who goes into one of this site, grabs this thing. And blindly smashes the hell out of a somebody's machine, you know their child's machine, yeah. and then accuses them of theft. Right? You know the it, it's this is the MPAA propagating their bad behavior onto families.
0: Did, I mean, doesn't this sound like just a crazy, crazy, crazy plan. In other words, you know, w- the, the ins- instead of I- instead of doing something that actually promotes people to buy stuff, they're they they're. they're they're going about this in a really weird ass direction, in my opinion. I would think their energies would be much better focused on doing something similar to what iTunes does, where they've got a, they're creating the technology and the ability to get downloads. Um, I think going to this approach of doing this, you know, the, this this lawsuit harassment approach is just going to basically teach their biggest potential customers that they can't be trusted
1: well here's the thing is they're going for the whole fud thing it's fear uncertainty and doubt and you know they're trying to peddle products and they're willing to do anything that they can to try to protect their intellectual property including and i can't i can't say that this has been 100 percent verified but it's almost positive this part's verified the uh the riaa and i believe that's the recording industry association of america and i believe the mpaa um use the services of this company called overpeer and overpeer makes um corrupted music files for example a music file called you know britney spears dash i don't know the name of some britney spears song and people go on i'm sure birds, you yeah. know
4: the song i'm sure you know the songs
1: you just yeah. won't admit it i actually
2: <laughs> can't think of any britney spears it's, songs uh... Uh... names I know cuz I have a 9 year old girl. I'm a slave for you. Okay, so I'm
1: a slave for you. There we go. Britney Spears I'm a slave for you and Overpeer will create a version of the song that's either all static or or you know just the first 5 seconds repeating or whatever. Um, and upload it to these peer-to-peer networks um, to try to get – and upload it on very high-speed connections so they'll get higher download priorities and things. And everybody will download these corrupted files. And most people are idiots so they don't actually stop sharing these files once they find out they're corrupted. And it, it's, it's basically like um, – it's, it's sort of viral. It's a viral propagation of an, of an invalid file. Now, that's – I can deal with that. That's fine. That's an okay concept because more okay. or less you're you – know, it's protecting your intellectual property. I think it's wrong, and I don't like it, but I can deal with it. But what Overpeer has been accused of doing is um, actually exploiting a, a security bug in uh, Windows Media Player that allows it to execute code when you run certain kinds, or visit websites, when you run certain oh. kinds of media files, and it's installing spyware on your machine, and ad and junkware. I don't know what version of Media Player, and I think it requires a certain version of IE, but there are a lot of unpatched machines out there. By the way, this is a note to everybody. If you're running Windows, use Windows Update regularly.
2: And use the Microsoft anti-spyware.
1: Exactly. Use I've, the Microsoft anti-spyware that tool. That stuff
2: is great. <laughs> but the, the fact of the matter is that people
1: you know and people might download an exe file thinking that it's a music file and then run that um overpeer is supposedly distributing this spyware software so in effect they've written a virus and are spreading it on the peer-to-peer networks and are being paid to do so by the ria and now, the MPAA. how much is
2: how much of this is you know rumor and uh, urban well, legend overpeer, it sounds like a conspiracy
1: overpeer theory. definitely spreads corrupted files i'm almost frankly positive. i don't care I'm almost positive they're spreading um, spyware through these through these things. I I read it from a semi-reputable source. I don't remember the news site. I mean, I know it was linked from Slashdot. I'm sure, but it was it was a pointer to like to, to news dot com or something like that. It wasn't just somebody's you know in, insane rant. Um,
0: no, I think Jeff's right. I remember reading that it actually turns on your webcam and sends continuous streams to their offices <laughs> that they record <laughs> as well. This is some serious fucking spyware, guys. <laughs> on the audio mic your pc you can hear everything see everything
4: i don't care because the people that download music and copy your files and and are essentially pirates and thieves so you think it's okay um, for them to do it they do it because they 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 know that nothing nothing is wrong is going to happen to them I, I there's disagree, Nick. There's not going to be any consequence.
0: Nick, here's the, here's, the, here's the problem. If the only source of this stuff online is illegal, in other words, if somebody who wants to buy something, in other words, somebody wants to get a legal copy, they don't have a good good route to do it. I'm talking about movies now because there's really not great solutions for that. Yeah. We, they're, pretty much, they're, they're pretty much stuck, and all they hear in the news is about how the Motion Picture Association of America is trying to do all this stuff to defeat you know the ability of anybody to get this stuff. And 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 so they're thinking, well, I can't buy it, but here the MPAA is is telling me that there's people that are able to get it, you know, surreptitiously. I think I'm going to give that a shot, you know. Yeah, In other but, words, uh, okay. I, I think they're just going the wrong wrong route on this. On okay, this well, program.
4: first of all, I mean, there, movies and music are not the same thing. Because the main argument I always hear from people is, uh, I don't want to buy the whole album when I only want but, one song, and there's sure, a lot there's of great alternatives for this. And movies, I'm sorry, but DVDs are not expensive. Nick, this
1: isn't a question of whether or not it's okay to pirate music and movies. All of us agree, you know, our our income depends on intellectual property laws. You know, Carl writes music. I'm the producer of an internet audio talk show. We are more or less in the entertainment industry. We agree that intellectual property is something that's res- that needs to be respected. The question is, is it legitimate for a company to damage your computer as a result of using, of, of downloading music? There is actually... I have no problem with it. Okay, I disagree completely, um, and I think that That uh i remember that there was a i don't know if he was a senator or representative who was trying to push a law through congress or a bill rather um that would allow that would make it legal for the i think i don't remember if it was the government or corporations or whatever it was a way to make it okay to damage to fire to destroy or damage the computers of people who who you know who commit who commit you know intellectual property crimes with their pcs and you know i think yeah, that's, that's obviously wrong i think that's completely wrong i think that that yes you've committed a crime with something but that you know that's like if but you steal something with it. your hand right. in in another country they chop off your hand right. if you steal something with your computer here they destroy your computer is that okay do you think it's okay for somebody who steals something to have their hand cut off
0: well they're not right. they're not destroying your computer they're putting spyware on it No
1: they th- this bill actually was saying that it would be okay to um, more or, yeah. or less remotely format your hard drive Okay well that the thing know, is, that the that's thing in, thing in, is everybody, things, everybody
4: does it because they know that nothing is going to happen So
1: what Nick why yeah. does that mean that you need to punish people by destroying their yeah, property? they are two different as issues. a result for yes. Okay, we know it's wrong, but the thing is that there are things that you can do through the proper legal channels. This is vigilante justice, and as we've all heard from Mahatma Gandhi, an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. You yeah, know, but people it's some get punished for, for damn
0: good movies, man. I mean, it think does, about this. We might be downloading movies. this illegally <laughs> in the future. This movie of of you know damaging the hard drive, man.
2: Well, c- well it- taking a quick right turn, Mark, I want to hear you tell us all about the people that are dumber than you this week. Man. <laughs> all right, man. Man. As a service to the listeners of Mondays, Mark Miller is going to tell us all about the people that are dumber than him, and probably dumber than you, too, to make yourself feel a little bit better about yourself, living and working in the midst of all these really, really smart people. Mark. Take it
0: away. This was a couple years ago. I was working at a, uh, uh, a translation company and uh, I'm coming up the elevator to get into work after lunch. And I notice everybody from the company is standing out by the elevator and they all have kind of goofy smiles on their faces. And I'm <laughs> like, you know, what's going on guys? And uh, uh, they start to explain that there's a, a, essentially a terrorist in the office. You know, some guy is really? freaking out and he's got a he's got a knife in the office. I mean, this was, like, years ago when terrorists meant something else, right? It was, like, you know, psycho guy. Um, so, anyway, there's a psycho guy in the office with a knife. And uh, and and I'm, like, and I, and I turned to two of the biggest guys that were out there. And I said, okay, you and you, come on, let's go get in there and we'll kick his ass. And they're, like, no, you know, he's got a knife. And I'm, like, come <laughs> on, man, we can take him. And they're, like, no. I'm like, fine. So, I go inside. And there's, like, one person in there with him from the office. And... Uh, I started acting like I'm kind of the boss of the whole place, which I'm not. I'm just like, you know, a, a system admin programmer guy there. And, but I'm, because the boss isn't there and the guy's really pissed off. He was apparently, he worked uh, as a, uh, a contractor translator a while back and he huh. had not been paid when he wanted to be paid or something along those lines. So he's real pissed off. He was essentially saying he wasn't going to leave until he got his money. Wow. I said, all right, come into, the, I said, come into, come into the office over here. Uh, and we go into the, I actually take him into the boss's office cause I when, didn't want him around anybody when else. When was this
2: Mark? When did what'd this happen? You, you ask? When did this happen?
0: Um, I'd say about 12 years ago. Oh, um, 89, I think 89. What is that? Is that like 15 years ago? Wow. So yeah, you're like the only longer
2: you're the, you're the guy who's taking upon himself to calm this guy down.
0: Well, I wasn't really thinking calming, but I was just, you know, I mean, here's the thing: there's a certain amount of, you know, we haven't really got to the people dumber than me part of the equation yet, right? Right. But you know, there's there's a certain part of my mentality which is always like, you know, falling, you know, let's jump to action kind of thing. Right. And this was this kind of, to me, it was crazy to stand outside right. like those guys were, yeah. and to them, it was probably crazy for me to go walk inside. Anyway, I brought I, – I said – I don't know if I said come into my office, but come into the office over here. So I take him into the boss's office. So it's a really nice office. I, I go and I sit down in the boss's chair and I have him sit down. Huh. He, says, he says, are you the boss? I say, no, man. I'm nobody, man. And I, <laughs> I tell him, you know, I'm I, – I, you know, there's nothing I can essentially do. But I basically say – I say, you know what, if if you agree – To leave here now, I will promise you that I'm going to go to the boss when he gets back and I'll make sure this is an issue and then I'll get it taken care of. That's what I said to him. So he said, finally, he says, "Okay, I'll I'll go. At that moment, the door opens and two Beverly Hills cops come into the office. And these guys are giant. They're they're bodybuilders. Plus, they've got, you know, bulletproof gear on. So they're they're fucking giant guys coming in and they they walk in just as i had gotten him to agree to leave and they're like they're they're basically you know pointing their finger at his face you know flexing their biceps and saying you know you know you can't this is not how you resolve your issue you know your problem you cannot do this and then so they 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 ask if they can see his they can search through his um bag he's got like one of these pouches on the front of front of him that he's you know yeah. got and they want to ask him if if he, they, they can orange? search it the cops. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Cops so are, but they don't have their
2: guns drawn. They don't have their guns drawn.
0: No, no, no. They just they're they're walking in ready to kick ass. And I think they were ready to draw guns if they had to. But the, so, and the door's shut. So it's me, this guy, oh, and the two God. cops. <laughs> oh man. The uh, cops say. The cops say. The cops say. So do you, do you mind if we look through, the, through your uh, um, uh, through your through your pouch? I want to make sure you don't have a weapon in there. And he goes, Yeah, no, go ahead. Sure, fine. And uh, they look through it. And they pull out uh, uh, a baggie of drugs plus a pipe. <laughs> and I was laughing so hard. <laughs> the guy's like, yeah, sure, go ahead and look through it. He's like, they they start to handcuff the guy. They huh. handcuff the guy and take him and he goes to jail for, huh. ha- for drug possession.
3: Jeez. <laughs> They're not gonna bother with the whole knife charge. That's too complicated. A bag of runs is easy.
0: You know, I never saw a knife, and I don't know if there was actually a knife or not. I'm now thinking there probably wasn't because that probably would have shown up or it was in his pocket or something crazy. It would be a pocket knife or maybe he was faking it. But they said he had a knife.
2: What'd you say? But somebody said he had a knife.
0: Well, yeah, people in the people in the, in the hallway said he had a knife. Huh. The, the thing that was so funny is right after they found it, the cop turns to me and he says, You're a witness. You heard him give me permission, right? <laughs> oh, <great. laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, I sure did, man. I said, You are stupid ass. You are so dumb to bring your drugs here on a terrorist mission. You're dumb. You're going to jail. Goodbye. You had dumb for saying, yeah, go ahead, search it. He's like, totally forgot oh, he had his drugs what in What is there. he going
2: to say? No? Well,
0: he forgot. Yeah, he could say that. He, he forgot he had his drugs, man. So anyway, <laughs> stupid man goes to jail. That Mark, was my personal story.
2: Mark, Mark, I
4: have to say, 40 years from now, I hope they make a movie out of your life.
2: <laughs> 40? I hope so too, man. Come on, I want to I see it next year. Yeah, I want the movie now. All right, now. so now,
0: let's, now we'll go into uh, people dumber than me in the news. I've uh, okay. got three stories for you today. Number one, an Oklahoma senator has proposed a radical solution to the terrible, terrible problem of illegal cockfighting. In 2002, the Oklahoma State Legislature outlawed the blood sport of cockfighting. According to Senator Frank Sheridan, the ban has wiped out a U.S. $100 million business. So Senator Frank Sheridan hopes to revive cockfighting in the state by putting tiny boxing gloves on the roosters instead of razors. The roosters will wear the little gloves attached to their spurs. Yeah, instead of razors.
2: They have razors? Dude, yeah, cockfighting, they use razors.
0: Jeez. Dude, you're acting like you're not from this country, man. You're, you're acting so un American. Uh, cockfighting, man. I'm
4: Canadian? <laughs>
0: okay. Well, let me, let me explain what cockfighting is sure. to you, okay? no, and, and I'll just finish the other thing. The, the, the roosters are going to wear little gloves attached to their spurs, as well as lightweight chicken sized vests with electronic sensors to record hits and help keep score.
3: <laughs> so, <Awesome. laughs> it's a toy bed. <laughs> this
0: this is your government in action, America. Oh, man. oh
4: yeah. Excellent. Sweet. And
0: I I just think it's kind of ironic that the senator Frank Sheridan, you know, is that we've got his name is Frank, you know, which is uh just, you know, and we're talking about cockfighting and so I thought i'd point that out as well now now nick was saying what the heck's going on what's cockfighting and no, and no I wait, actually, wait, wait
4: wait wait mark i have to tell you my only knowledge of cockfighting essentially comes from seinfeld because a lot of a lot of the stuff i know in life come from seinfeld and it's when that episode where they had the um you're
3: was, a sad oh, little, little man okay
0: Pardon? nick you might want to stop talking or you might make it into my people dumber than me bit <laughs> You're a I'm sad, sorry. I don't. I don't man. hang out in
4: cockfights. I'm sorry. Okay, no, so, so, no. I
2: think the key phrase was, "I get most of my life information from Seinfeld." Oh well,
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> How do you think I ended up in New York?
0: <laughs> so, so you know, for people that don't know what cockfighting is, I actually was in in the search of the research of this news story. I actually found a definition in the Star Online, and uh, this is a quote from this story. What cocks do is fight. A cockfight is an encounter between two cocks, a practice popular for centuries in many countries and now largely banned. A cockpit is a pit where cocks fought, and in England, the pit was even used for theatrical performances, hence the cockpit theater. The audience looks down on the pit, and the fight or play is an intense experience. So now that should clear everything up for you, Nick.
3: I feel so
4: educated. Oh, (laughs) that's great. But they didn't have any razors in Seinfeld, though.
0: So, uh, Senator Frank Sheridan, you're dumber than me. <laughs> Number two, beer saves man. A Slovak man trapped in his car under an avalanche freed himself by drinking beer and urinating on the snow to melt it. Yeah! Rescue teams. Rescue teams found. It sounded like well, that was the guy right there in the background. Rescue teams found a a drunken Richard Crawl staggering on the mountain path four days after his Audi was buried in the avalanche unable to dig himself out he drank one of the 60 half liter bottles of beer in the car and realized he had powers of pee he could melt the snow <laughs> with his urine then drank the rest awesome
1: you know he gets
0: out of the car and passes out wait kids there's more no but, richard well. says richard says it was hard and now my kidneys and liver hurt but i'm glad to I'm glad the beer that I took on holiday turned out to be useful, and I managed to get out of there, he said. When officials when officials asked why he didn't simply use the shovel in the back seat, Mr. Crawl said, <laughs> shovel?
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to know why he didn't pour the beer on whatever he needed to defrost. Uh, he to I I he warm, needed to I warm guess. it up with his body. Yeah, I yeah. know, but still, you know, alcohol uh, tends to not freeze.
0: So, Richard Crawl." You're dumber than me.
4: <laughs> yeah. I have to say Monday's listeners are really more educated now because they know that P can essentially save your life in an avalanche. It, <laughs> can, it can bring a bridge down.
0: It can That's, erode bridges there, 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 back. There. <laughs> I, what is that? Story 2 or thing? Yep, It's so, powerful I mean, stuff, P, man. P is universal. I'm going to be using it to fight crime here in a little bit.
4: <laughs> so next week we're going to have Amazing Tales of pee. P.
0: No right. no no it's only poo man okay and now finally the final story cop hedges a clever plan a swedish policeman has confessed to robbing a bank a court has charged the 36-year-old policeman for the armed robbery on december 17th the amount of money stolen was described as sizable a- an hour after the crime the police officer returned to the bank and became the lead investigator handling the case telling reporters at the time that police had no clues <laughs> Colleagues became suspicious when he bought a new car in mid-January, paying in cash using banknotes from the robbery.
3: Oh, (laughs) jeez. What an idiot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so this guy is dumber than me, too.
2: (laughs) And that wraps it up, man. Hasn't he ever heard of a Swiss bank account? I mean, come on. Uh, Or at least a Western Union or something, you know? I don't know. Very not that nice. I've ever done that, but whatever. Thanks, Mark. Hey, you're welcome, Carl. And uh, you know what time it is now. Now let's go over to Vancouver. The in my living room. For Richard, that's the that's Toy that's Boy. The sonic foam, cream, feet wide, Richard. Hey, man. How you doing?
3: I am having a good time, and it's not just because we're into the Scotch.
2: Yeah. So, uh, Richard, what uh, what was the toy last week that we that we had to do a treasure hunt for?
3: Well, last week, if you recall, we uh, spent some time at the Utilikilts site, uh, and that's the uh, place where you can buy uh, cleverly built, patented pleat system kilts. And I asked our uh, listeners to go to the Kilts site and search out for. Uh, a couple of pieces of information, one of which was how many beers can one of these kilts hold? Right. And if you were clever enough to look around for a while, you would have found that in the workman kilt, which only makes sense. Of course, it's for workmen. They are able to carry six beers, a full six pack in your kilt. Yes. And I also asked, what beer do the, are they demonstrating there? And of course, it's kilt, So it's Guinness. Yeah. All right. And, and we selected a winner at
2: random from all the people who had the right answer. And the winner is Mark Anthony Spighton. All right. Round of, Round of applause for Mark Anthony Spighton. So, uh, Mark, you get to uh, pick your favorite piece of useless crap at the Monday's store and let us know. And we'll send you an email to that effect. All right, Richard. What's on tap for this week?
3: Well, we got a, you know, the world of toys never lets us down. And we got lots of choices and directions to go in, uh, including some classics. But there's something special this week. I, I acquired a new toy. Wow. And I was very excited when I acquired a new toy because the it met the primary criteria of a good new toy, which is nobody else has one. Uh-huh. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Shoot. Let's go to my friend Shrinkster. And I'll take you to the product that I acquired. So, shrinkster.com slash three. M is in Mike, J is in Juliet. Three MJ.
1: Michael Jackson. Shush.
3: <laughs> and you'll be brought to the fine site of those people at Plex Store huh, who on wow. DVD drives. Nice. And their particular one here is the PX716SA. Now ah. you may be asking me, "What the hell's the big deal with a DVD burner?" My I was friend, thinking the same thing. Yeah, this is a DVD burner that is a SATA burner.
1: I love serial
3: ATA, and what no is ribbon that? cables in my machine anymore. We've all got SATA hard drives, and now I have a SATA DVD burner. Richard,
2: Are, though, isn't the uh, the uh, the bottleneck in DVD burners the actual media itself and not the data that's going to the media?
3: And that's the beautiful thing about this toy. It serves no useful purpose. <laughs> <laughs> because the transfer rate on DVDs is nowhere near the capability of SATA. It right. makes no difference at all.
1: But it's hot-swappable now. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, in theory it is, except that the cables latch on and they're on the inside of the case. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That is so funny. Oh boy! You know, if they added like five fabulous? gigs of, if they added five gigs of uh, of RAM and a battery inside, they could actually m- make it work real fast. Hey, I got a, <laughs> I got
1: a question for you, Richard. Are you using the SATA power connector? Ooh.
3: I am using a SATA power. Nice, connector, not very much. Nice. And there's a rant on my uh, my blog lately about a bad SATA power connector that was causing my hard drives to disconnect at random, which yeah. I've noticed really pisses Windows off.
2: Yeah. I've seen that.
3: So it just suddenly blue screened the machine. Okay, it so turned you, you... out it was just a bad SATA connector. Once I replaced the connector, machine was a lot more reliable. Was
1: that your boot hard drive or anything? Yeah. Oh. I was going to say, Windows should support the other drives
3: powering down. Now, this was both hard drives. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. So, Richard, you bought this. Why? Because... Nobody else has one. And
1: Thank because you. now he doesn't have any... He, improved airflow, except you <laughs> don't have any <laughs> airflow in your
3: airflow case. Improved airflow in my water
4: water-cooled
1: PCs. case, Man,
4: if this is your criteria to buy stuff, I'm going to sell you a lot of shit that nobody else has, and I'm going to make a fortune with you, dude. <laughs> Good luck.
1: <laughs> you know, Richard, they make these cables that uh, that are very, you know, very thin, uh, regular parallel ATA cables. Just, you know... Save a save a couple of bucks. Actually, it's only 150 bucks. That's actually not that bad. not that much money, yeah. And it's Plexster just, drives are very nice, so
3: they, they work well. And this one is a, a DVD plus minus RRW. RW six X. It all six so X impressive little drive. Actually,
1: yeah, it's a good drive, but that's not why you bought it. <laughs>
3: Okay, okay. This, I is, gotta, this is a I gotta CD go back. burner. I just wanted to get that one out of my way because that was one of my favorites. But, you know, we had a lot of toilet references lately. <laughs> this show, last show. And I wanted to bring you guys to the greatest of all toilet sites.
2: It's almost Shrinkster. embarrassing.
3: Com slash 3 Mike Kilo. Everything you 3 ever, Mike what? Mike Kilo. M-K. Okay, okay. Everything oh, nice. you ever wanted to know ever. Ever about every style of japanese toilet oh jeez you've hit the jackpot my friends you will be staggered <laughs> this is really amazing i love wikipedia on comprehension this is the mecca of the japanese toilet Dude, you, you know, rock it actually man.
1: This makes me almost wonder if if we are the crazy ones for not, you know, bringing technology into the into every area of our life.
3: Like Well, absolutely. You got to get about halfway down to the 38 button wireless toilet control system. <laughs> this thing I need. I need an LCD panel on my toilet. And I need it now.
1: I really love the picture of the bidet's function on the on the left,
0: about halfway down.
1: Oh my oh, yeah. god!
3: The bidet shooting across the you, room. Yeah, oh, yeah. And you yeah can, no, 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 no. God. To the you left. Can, of it looks that. like you can
0: clean like a peach or something with it. That's a fruit yeah, or something. <laughs> that's there, that's what I was talking about. The peach cleaner. <laughs> that's kind of. That's kind of oh, neat. usage. You know, essentially,
4: this just proves that Miller is way ahead of us because he brings technology to the toilet. He brings a freaking
3: camera with him. <sighs> Well, now we're talking, this is a series. Now, if you actually read this content, you're talking about history and progress and development in Japanese toilets. This is amazing. They are thorough here. This is the Wikipedia. The Wikipedia is not to be taken lightly, especially if you need to know about Japanese toilets.
2: The Wikipedia just came up in conversation tonight, actually, um, with a group of non-techie people, and somebody brought it up, and another person said, oh, what's that? And hearing... Somebody explain this is, you know, a little bit weird to the to people who've never heard it before. Yeah, it's it's kind of like an encyclopedia that you can just go change things on. And hey. uh, you know it it is moderated, however. It's not like you can just, you know, put up some spam and that's it. But uh but I, I love the idea, you know, it's sort of a self policing. Uh, you know, it's sort of a document of humanity if you think of yeah. it that way. Well, it's a, and it's, it's cool. an
3: easy way to gather knowledge, right?
2: Yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Hey, before you leave this site, guys, I wanted you to I want to call your attention down. I think about three quarters of the way down. Uh, there's a electric raised toilet seat, and if you uh, click yeah,
3: almost at the bottom, the ele- yeah, so you don't actually have to stand up on your own. You hit a button, toilet seat dumps you off.
0: I wanted to I want to I want to <laughs> point out if you if you click the, the the picture, you can actually see a larger picture of it. And mm-hmm. the thing looks like a little walking robot, man.
2: <laughs> well, it's actually very useful. I mean, all kidding aside, it's uh, you know, for handicapped.
3: people. Yeah. that's what it's for. For the elderly, of course, is what this targeted at. Uh, yeah. Further up, if you want to get in some other fun ones. Did you find the section on the Sound Princess? Uh, a little no. further up from the from the very bottom there, in the J- Japan specific accessories. Uh, the opening line says it all. Many Japanese women are embarrassed at the thought that someone else can hear them while they're doing their business on the toilet. So to cover the sound, they have a device that makes noise.
2: Oh, that's kind of right. The uh, like the bathroom buddy there. What was that one?
3: That was Remember one that simulated
0: that on the... the sound of, of pooping.
3: Well, well this one is our... actually simulated flushing sound. So you don't actually have to waste water by keeping on flushing so nobody can hear you. Instead, you just hit a <laughs> button and it makes a flushing sound.
0: Imagine your friend's surprise when they go to use it after you. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. Isn't that great?
3: <laughs> uh, I nice. don't know. The Japanese always come through for me. Week after week after week, the Japanese come through for go me. Go to
2: shrinkster.com 29W, and this is was referred uh, referenced on Mondays earlier, but it was in an earlier episode, and I'm I'm afraid that new listeners will pass it by. This is RoboDump 1.0. And uh, this was a a robotic dump simulator, sort of like the opposite of that Japanese sort of, you know, vanity (laughs) sound. This actually makes the sounds of a man taking a dump and has electric feet that kind of move and wiggle around. And you put it in the stall of a bathroom and just let it go for about, you know, 10 hours. (laughs) And, and I, it, they uh, actually you know have MP3 files that you can download and listen to to get an idea of what it sounds like. And, you know, while the audio quality isn't pristine, I'm thinking that coming out of those little speakers, it's probably going to be just perfect.
3: That's a Kirk Webb special. You know, we miss Kirk. This was his classic stuff.
2: Yeah, that's right. Classic Kirk, yeah.
3: You know, what, the, the, what you have to do here is essentially get
4: the same pants and shoes as one of your coworkers, and, and you start that when they're out to lunch. Right. <laughs> you know, talk
3: about starting rumors. Uh, all right. So I got to give you my bathroom story now that you guys have all addressed on this. We had a real hot shot sales guy in this one office I worked at. And uh, one time I go, I, I, I come into the bathroom. He's at the urinal. So I slip into a bathroom stall, wait a few seconds, and then let off the, uh, make the farting sound effects with my armpit for a good, you know. <laughs> Two minutes. (laughs) Then I will stop. There's a long pause. And I go, Daryl, was that you? (laughs) Daryl proceeds to have a coronary because he's been trying to be quiet while he's at the urinal after experiencing this sound effect. Awesome. (sighs) All right. Are you up for another toy? Let's go. Let's go. Let's find a good one. There's so many to choose from.
1: Always ready for more toys. Always ready
3: for more toys. Okay, actually, you know, I'm looking at that picture of the um,
4: the toilet with the feet and the speaker, and I'm sure that very soon Apple is going to have an iPod version of
2: this. (laughs) (laughs) The Robo Dump Mini Pod. It's going to
3: be called the iDump. Yeah, iDump. There's not a lot of cube toys that I really want to own, but there are always the exception, and the exception is Shrinkster.com three Hotel Tango three HT. This is the exception. The room defender. The room defender. What this is, is a gun that fires foam discs that is motion activated. Awesome. So you just position it in your room, aimed at the door, and anybody who comes through the door gets a face full of foam discs.
2: It's kind of like those things in the Phantom Menace, you know, that would sort of fly around and position themselves on the ground and then fire at you. Exactly. I think it reminds me, actually, of Aliens.
3: <laughs> I right, want about right. 25 of these. <laughs> yeah. Great. Load them up in a room, aim them all at the door.
1: They're only about twenty four awesome. ninety nine.
3: There you go. Maybe if you get a discount if you buy them by the gross lot. Ha, <laughs> ha. Now, there is also, if you don't want to use the motion detector, there is a remote control, so you can set them all up, push a button, and fire them for yourself.
2: Now, if, if uh, the website that this is on was actually cool enough to sponsor us, we would actually mention their name. But uh, since they turned us down, we're, we're not going to.
3: Well, you notice I haven't. Yeah. But it was too cool not to, uh, Very to cool. bring up. Very but cool. we're still sending listeners to the website, so doesn't that defeat the purpose? Well, you know, sometimes some toys are the exception. And speaking of a toy that was in that site, but I have a different location for it entirely, I want to send you to a brand new toy when you, uh, you uh, another site altogether, something completely different. But I have to set it up properly because I have to give you a new word. Okay. You're going to have a little learning experience today. The new word is a hortosecond. <laughs> okay. Now, what is a hortosecond? Hortoseconds is named for my friend Horatio. Horatio is the master of digression. We can be having a conversation about just about anything, and he will get stuck on a topic. For example, he will get stuck on the topic of how much a cloud weighs. And then uh-huh. maybe a half hour after you've di- gotten rid of that topic and moved on to something else, he'll come back to it over and over and over again. You and know, all that time consumed on how much a cloud weighs are considered hortoseconds. <laughs> now, if you think about this, hmm. geeks spend a lot of time in hortoseconds, because quite often we'll get caught up in some bizarre little bit of minutia. But regular mortals rarely get stuck in hortoseconds. But I have found there are certain toys in the world that will generate hortoseconds to anybody of any age or geek level. And I'm going to take you to one of the great hortosecond generators of all time. And it's at shrinkster.com slash 3 quebec 3HQ. the company is raytech they're owned by fluke and they on that link i've taken you to a thing called the raytech mini temp this is a pistol shaped thermometer hmm. it's an infrared thermometer so basically what you do is you point you pull the trigger a little red dot appears and whatever you point that red dot at it'll tell you the temperature of that point no way that's really? all it was the range it's an infrared thermometer
2: Yeah, how far is the range? What's the
3: range? This is the spot size is 8 to 1. So basically what happens is you get further away is it starts taking wider wider air chairs, basically meaningless. I have one of these, okay? Because I'm I'm a toy geek, and it's (laughs) perfectly fine out of 10 feet.
2: Wow. You know, this is
4: actually very useful because you can take this like when you go out like flirting with girls, and you just take the temperature throughout the date, and you know if they're getting hot or not.
3: There you go. That's very rad. A little laser dot on your date is a great way to win plans.
4: Oh, of course. I mean...
3: What you're looking at here is the ultimate in second Generators. I have handed this to grandmothers who've blown two minutes taking the temperature of their foot, their ankle, their fingers, the wall. Everybody wants to measure the temperature of everything. It doesn't matter who you are. You're going to waste time with one of these things. Ah. Is it so, cool? you know what That's you know what I want to cool. do with this,
0: Richard is I want to bring it to the doctor next time he wants to stick a thermometer up in my ass. I say, no, use the new Raytech mini temp. <laughs> <laughs>
4: you know point what it Mark, Mark actually, Sorry. Mark, I think that for every
3: future amazing tale of poo, you need to start measuring the temperature of your poo. There you go. <laughs> Get one of them take temperature of the poo. Now, if you look on the left side of the site, there are a series of models. We started with the mini temp, which is the inexpensive one. they're only about a hundred bucks. But you can get into first food service models that are you know a little more sophisticated and precise. Uh, My one, I want to take you to a couple of my favorite ones. Uh, Check out the three I series. The three I series is great because the thing looks like a weapon. Looks like a radar scope on it. But what it's for is for measuring high temperature stuff, stuff that's three thousand degrees Celsius or above. And let's face it, you just don't want to be that close to it.
2: Wow. That's awesome. I want one of those for winter. So
3: if you want to measure the temperature of, say, you know, a house fire or a chemical explosion, <laughs> yeah, you could tell whether, whether it's arson. A refinery burning. This is the device for you.
4: You yeah. know, I'm okay, gonna- Carl. Yeah, Carl, you have to get me one of these, and then for Active Nick Does New York, I'm gonna go and measure people's temperatures in New York. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, All I right, just and the last link on there. Get the bottom one, the <laughs> thermography link. That'll take you to the Fluke TI-30 Thermal Imager. Oh, jeez. Nice. This It actually has a display on it. Nice. That'll show you the temperature variations of just about anything. Now, this is what you want for your date. How did the fuck do they do that? Oh, excellent. It's an, it's yeah, an infrared camera, more or less. It's an infrared camera that'll show you the range of the temperatures. Wow. Uh, priced in the neighborhood of $10,000 US. Those things are great. I need one. I really need one. You see, that's
1: what you use to track somebody down who's running around in the woods.
3: Uh, yeah. Well, right. you know what you can really use this for is seeing through clothing.
1: Well, yeah, that too. That's
3: an interesting well, idea. Yeah. Well,
1: you can do that with anything that sees an in infrared. You can do that with an infrared, uh, you know, like a night shot Sony um, camcorder. You just put a, oh. you know, put an IR only filter on the lens, and you didn't hear that from me. <laughs>
2: Are you serious? You yeah, can I'm see serious. Through clothing? Yeah, I can
1: see through clothing. Well, hmm. only certain clothing. But because the thing is, clothing isn't designed to be opaque in the infrared spectrum because we just, you know, we don't see an infrared, so we can't tell if something is Dude, opaque in infrared. how the fuck
3: do you know that?
1: <laughs> oh, come on, Richard. <laughs> There's only one way. Richard knows that, too. You know he knows that, right? You heard about I that. I just
3: don't talk about it on the air, you <laughs> schmuck.
1: Well, the thing is that uh, that Sony actually recalled a bunch of their um, their camcorders because the early ones, when you would put them into night shot mode, they wouldn't... They wouldn't filter. They would. Sorry, they would filter out visible light. And so, when you'd have them in 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 the daylight, in infrared, you just aim them at people in on the beach, and all of a sudden, people started seeing through people's clothes oh, on the beach.
4: Wow. <laughs> okay, we need to turn Mondays into a radio show, uh, into a TV show. There you go. Yeah, Do you that? infrared. Is that a good, oh, a let's toy? take podcasting to the infrared TV. That's show. That's awesome, Richard. Yeah, like? that's my excellent. That's one of my oh, I love this one. And I want one, by the way, for next Christmas, Richard, you send me this one.
3: This is what you want, huh?
4: So I'll send you a bottle of scotch or something, and you send me this.
2: (laughs) So Richard, what kind of uh, scavenger hunt can we take the minions on this week?
3: Ah, you ready? All right. Again, I'm going to lead you to the site, but I need you to think a little bit. Back on the Plex store site, there was something very unusual about that drive. The drive itself is upgradable. In fact, they're offering new BIOSes for the drive to allow it to do dual-layer burning, thereby making it a much cooler toy. For our scavenger hunt, you have to find out for me, what is the latest version of the firmware available for my Plex store drive?
2: And send those uh, correct answers to poop at franklins.net. In which we will choose from a uh, from the list of correct answers next week, and somebody's going to win a piece of swag on the monday 's useless scrap store that 's Richard the toy boy hey, awesome. Richard,
0: thanks, man. That was great. You know the one in the uh, that looked like the uh, laser gun with the scope on it that measured yeah. high temperatures i This may be a bad idea, but I was thinking about getting it just to do some research and measuring the temperature of the sun, looking through that scope at the sun. Do you think that would be a <laughs> Good idea or you go for bad. it. Let me
3: know how it works out. Okay, I will. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, and to, uh, to take us out this week, Mark's going to tell us the names he's been called this week. But I just want to say thank you to everybody uh, for, for being on Mondays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching A&E, Caesars 24-7. Thanks to Arts and Entertainment Network for, uh, for letting us be funny on national television. And, and, and making me look like a dork. And, well, you needed no help there, my friend. But anyway, <laughs> now Mark's going to lay on us the names he's been called this week. Mark, you know I live for this bit. Okay, this is great stuff. This
0: this morning, I was I was uh, getting my daughter out of uh, school for lunch, my oldest daughter, and uh, you know we had to go sign some permission thing to get out, and uh, you know it was taking a while to get this thing happening. And I turned to her, I said, "Let's just run, let's run. I've seen the security guards here; they can't catch us. Let's just run." And and my daughter goes burp, and I said, "Did you just burp?" She said, "No, I called you a dork." So she called me a dork. <laughs> My daughter's calling me a dork, but she's doing it under her breath. She goes, dork? So I was called dork. a dork. Um, I was called a rampant ass pirate. Um, now, <laughs> listeners, regular listeners of the show may recall that I've also been called an intellectual butt pirate and an ignorant butt pirate. So this is, there's, there's, some, there's some serious ass pirating going on here.
4: Um, uh, w- R- Rampant is nice though. Rampant uh, is The
0: ever nice. popular ass clown
2: was a good one. Right, too. ass clown too. Oh, right?
0: yeah. Earlier this morning I was called asshole within an asshole. I'm sorry, this afternoon. <laughs> asshole within an asshole. And the You're only welcome. thing I could think of was like Richard Gere in the hospital for some reason.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: then finally, the last name I've been called this week is a I was a soap dropping donkey fondler. <laughs> this was by some jerk at the uh, at the zoo in the shower room in there. But anyway, all right, that's it for names I've right, been guys, called this
2: week. Listen, thanks. It has been fun. Show number nine. Oh yeah. And all right. We'll uh, catch you next week on Mondays. Drive slow. Have a good week and love each other. Do good things. Check you later.